Hey, y'all, you're listening to episode 139 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm bringing back a favorite, Kirk Martin from CelebrateCalm.com. I'm going to start speaking in tongues. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. That's going to be one of my strategies. Start speaking in tongues. It's doing push ups in the middle of the grocery store or speaking in tongues. One of the two, and your children will calm down. What are you saying? And say, I don't know, but the Holy Spirit's talking to you. I mean, I have tried the, like, I'm just going to start praying out loud, and that'll shut them down. I do. I just literally in the car will be like, Dear Lord, please help us. Okay, okay, that's not true. We're not going to be talking about speaking in tongues and praying out loud in the car. Today, Kirk and I are talking about 10 different ways you can help stop arguments and meltdowns in your home, especially if you are dealing with strong-willed children. He gives us ways to enter the conversation with them uh, without kind of a combative approach and how to exit high-intensity situations, allowing kids to transition from meltdowns on their own and problem-solve. He also opened my eyes to the interaction of pride and shame for a lot of these kids after uh, they have these moments of arguing and tantruming. And there's some help for parents of teens, if that's where you're finding yourself. You have an idea of what you think your teen should do, but you're also trying to give them the freedom to make the choices themselves. And don't, make sure you don't miss, Kirk shares a special discount code for God Center Mom listeners uh, so that you can purchase any of his products or CDs from his site, CelebrateCalm.com. But before we get to our conversation, I definitely want to give a shout out to Jelly Telly. If it wasn't for them, this show would not be possible. So if you're looking for a fun way to help your kids learn more about Jesus and the Bible, well, try a free month, free month of Jelly Telly and get unlimited streaming of your kids' favorite Christian videos and movies. There's a hundred plus shows, including What's in the Bible, Veggie Tales, and the brand new to Jelly Telly, one of my kids' absolute favorites is allegories. Have you seen these? They're so cute. They're these little owls. It's even funny for me when I'm watching it with my kids. Uh, There's always some great lesson and message. If you want to watch it together or even you can feel totally confident handing your phone or tablet to your kids knowing they'll be watching safe shows. Your kids can pick and choose what they want to watch and you can feel good about what they're watching and they all point back to God. It's easy to watch on your phone, tablet, computer, TV with iOS, Android, and Kindle apps, plus a Roku channel. It's just $4.99 a month. You can go to godcentermom.com backslash jellytelly. Don't forget about the special coupon code, all caps, GODCENTERED, to get $5 off, which is basically your first month of Jelly Telly free. Go check it out. All right, let's get to my conversation with Kirk. Here we go. Hey, Kirk, welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. Hey, Heather, it's so good to hear from you. Thank you for going around the country and meeting with people that listen. I really appreciate you being my ambassador. That's really nice of you. Well, I'm not an ambassador. Don't, <laughs> I don't want that. But we do, like everywhere we go, people come up and say, how'd you hear about something? Like, oh, Heather and her 17 children. So forgive me, I've led people to believe you have like 17 children. That's right. That's right. It gives me more credit, really. I mean. <laughs> how does she do a weekly How do podcast? I do it? She can do it all. Don't you feel guilty, other moms? Yeah, they should. They should feel guilty. They (laughs) should feel guilty. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, I just did a couple speaking things this fall um, at some mops groups and speaking on anger. 
And I definitely directed them to your stuff to calm. So, y'all, if you haven't heard Kirk yet, if you're a new listener, make sure you go back and find all the episodes. I'll put them in the show notes so that you can hear Kirk's wisdom on us uh, (laughs) us saying calm. Starting with ourselves, the only person we can truly control. And uh, then (laughs) some cool little techniques you've taught us over the years. Today, though, we're talking about 10 ways to stop meltdowns and struggling if we want a calm kit. Yep. So, yes, it's true. We can only control ourselves, but we've still got the tantruming, crazy, arguing, psycho <laughs> child. Yes, kids just get upset, right? And the hard part is most of your kids get upset about really small little things. And so to you, it's like, it's no big deal, dude. Come on, get a grip. And then that usually doesn't work that well because, you know, you don't want your husband saying, you're just overreacting, Heather. Mm-hmm. Just get a grip. Mm-hmm. So, or our favorite favorite is stop it. Stop, stop it. it. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, uh, that, that's always helpful. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay, so let's, let's so do this. What? Let's do it. So do you mind if I just jump in? Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear. interrupt me. <laughs> no, you're going to have really hard questions. So let me get a little flow. Okay, and then let's we'll do this. Build. So one of my favorite phrases to use with kids And it's kind of calming kids down. We'll get into arguing in a few minutes. But one of my favorite phrases for kids is just to say, I'm curious. Mm. Because it takes it out of like, what were you thinking? What's going on? Which puts kids on the defensive. And I'm curious says, hey, I can tell you're getting frustrated right now. And I'm curious what's going on. So Mm -hmm. it kind of has that tone of, I'm not thrown by this. It's not freaking me out. I just want to know so that I can help you because I have wisdom to kind of help you out with whatever you're struggling with. But it's a really cool phrase. I had this, um, if you don't mind me telling the story. Yeah, tell it. So this is for older kids, but this really cool dad came up after our workshop the other night. And he's like, I've got this daughter. And she's a senior in high school. She won't fill out a college application. And it's really <laughs> freaking me out. So how do I make her do that? And I was like, mm. well, one, you're not going to make her do that. But here's what I kind of... Um, advise him to, I said, you know, why don't you walk in your daughter's bedroom one day, just sit on the floor, just kind of casual and say, hey, honey, I'm curious because you've told me that you want to go to college mm-hmm. and you told me you're going to do it, but I, I don't see you making any progress. So I'm wondering, I'm just, I'm just curious what's going on. And so what I want to do is open up a conversation where I can hear from her to say, dad, I'm just really overwhelmed because I don't know where to start. Because once you find, if if your assumption is you're just not doing something because you're lazy, you're unmotivated. Right. We, not, we like project all that they're feeling. We do out yeah. of our own anxiety because yeah. we really want it done. But instead I find out, oh, you're overwhelmed. Oh, totally get. And now we could say totally get why you're overwhelmed because a college application is huge and there's essays. So let me know if I can help you with that. Right. Yeah. And now I can start giving the child tools. And I said in this one, I said, you know, why don't you offer one night? Just say. Why don't one Saturday night, why don't we do like you're going to do in college? We'll just pull an all nighter, mm-hmm. right? We'll just, I'll order some pizzas and we'll stay up all night. We'll write the essays, we'll order some beer. Well, I'm <laughs> kidding. But no, but we can have coffee Terrible. and, and make this. What I really want, Heather, for, from all of this is not just to get your kids behavior to change, but to use these opportunities to build a closer relationship, right? Yeah. So instead of this father saying, 
you know what? Applications due October 31st. If you don't get started on this, you're not going to go. If you don't go to college, and then it becomes all this pressure that divides father and daughter. Now dad's kind of listening. And another phrase he can use is just when she, whatever she tells him to be able to say, you know what, honey, I trust you because your grades are good. You've told me you want to go to college. So I'm going to step back now and I'm going to give you some space because I trust you enough and I respect you enough to believe you're capable of getting this done when it needs to be done. And if you just need some help with it, come grab me and then walk away because now he's communicating confidence and I trust you. And the big purpose for that, again, for all of us in every situation is when the daughter does need help, whether your child is four or 14 or 24, I want you as the mom or dad to be the person that they come to mm. and that they can trust. Wow. So much, so much goodness in that. It reminds me of your phrase. If we step back, they can step up. So if we're constantly on them, on them, on them, which I think is this millennial generation is what they're used to is constant feedback, constant direction. So there's not a lot of personal direction or motivation. It's all external motivation. And then this, relationship of instead of me against you, like right. you better do it. And then they're fighting back in defense, fight or flight. You're on a same team. And like, they see you as a resource instead of something to compete against. And then, um, just this, like you said, this closeness of relationship, like a, what a great bonding time to work on it together without the extra stress. I'm thinking of all the projects we have due in the next month and a half. We have a lot of different right. projects. And for me to take this approach Instead of, we have to do it, do this day, rah, 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 would be really helpful. Probably. Well, then, then everybody's miserable. And yeah, it is. It's and miserable. And if you have a strong-willed child, you know that when you try to push, they resist more. It's just the way they work. Yeah. So, that's good. That's, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. Now, I need to tattoo I'm, it. Can I tattoo it? Like on my inner arm? Tattoo. You know what I'm <laughs> impressed by, Heather? Is we've yeah. been talking a long time, but you're throwing out like all of our... Celebrate calm principles. It's like hey, actually listen I, to this stuff. I, living it. I'm a student. I'm yeah, a student. Awesome. That's good. Okay, here's another phrase. I'll okay. Say. And this one's going to relate to what you and I talked to right before we got on the air. Was this phrase? I love this one. When you're ready. Mm. When you're ready. So I'll give you a couple examples. One is um, let's say it's a four-year-old, six-year-old. Doesn't matter what age. Uh, daughter, daughter's freaking out on the floor, just wailing away, big meltdown, can't control herself. And so as, as many of you have heard before, we use this phrase, motion changes emotion. I like mm -hmm. to use movement to get help kids get calmed down. So picture this, mom, you're in the kitchen somewhere, right? And your daughter or son's freaking out on the floor. Your first reaction is get your little butt up off the floor, <laughs> try to control their behavior. Yeah. But instead Stop of controlling it. their behavior first, you control your own. Because the quickest way to change your child's behavior is to first control your own. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to change them. You're leading them. So mom, dad, you pick up a crayon or you pick up something to write with and you just start drawing or coloring because that's kind of calming, right? It's very therapeutic. And a big key in here with meltdowns is don't look your kids in the eyes when they're melting down. <laughs> Do not right. look them in the eye. No, because that's it's what we've true. all been taught, right? We get down and we look them in the eyes. Yeah. And, and there's a really deep part of this, which I think those of you with strong-willed kids who are in trouble a lot will connect with is 
they experience a lot of shame when they melt down. Because Hmm. once you start melting down, you're stupid. I'm not doing it. And they'll say really bad stuff. Hurtful things. Yeah. Yeah. And inside, they know it's wrong, right? Hmm. They know it's wrong. So they immediately begin beating themselves up. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I shouldn't have said that. Now dad's going to be upset. I'm going to lose all my stuff. I'm going to get grounded. Mm. They're beating themselves up. And that's the the exact moment we tend to like get down, look them in the eyes and scold them about their behavior. We reinforce the shame they're already feeling. The shame. And, 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 you know, I think that's the core of many of your strong-willed kids who are in trouble at school a lot with you. They experience more shame than we can imagine. I think it goes back to when God said, Adam, who ate from the tree? And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that woman you made, she made me do it. Mm -hmm. And remember, it said he was ashamed. Remember, he covered Mm -hmm. himself. There's shame in doing something wrong. And sometimes as parents, we get so freaked out because we're like, how dare you say that? I can't believe you would ever say that, not realizing they already know what they did was wrong, which is why they lie and try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to provide a, uh, some space for them. By the way, remind me of the apology thing, please, and we'll come back to that. But so so the I'm apology coloring. thing. Okay, all right. I mean that. So I'm coloring, and I'm just holding up a crayon, and my daughter doesn't know I'm drawing a picture of strangling her right now. No. Therapeutic. <laughs> no, right? no. And I hold up a crayon and say, hey, honey, listen, I, I'm coloring this, um, this Noah's Ark. I'm coloring this Dora the Explorer, whatever. You want to come color with me? And I may even say, hey, when you're ready, honey, if you come help me with this, I'd really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So she's still wailing away on the floor. And I'm not, I'm not addressing her now. I'm not ignoring it. I didn't leave the room. I'm in the room, and I just invited her to do an activity with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her to calm down first because she can't. Mm-hmm. I start coloring, and I'm calm, and I'm drawing her in. And that phrase, when you're ready, it almost gives her permission to come do it. Because mm-hmm. you know when these kids are upset, and you're like, you need to stop right now. Calm down right now. It's almost like it, you've seen them, they'll tense up. And it's almost like they refuse, like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing it. The right absolute now. thing I cannot do is what you just said. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. when I say, when you're ready, it's like it liberates them to do it. And, and I would encourage you to use this phrase with a lot of different things in your, you know, throughout the day. Of, now, it can't be like, Hey, when you're ready, get your shoes on and we'll go to the doctor's appointment. Not that. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a power struggle situation, sometimes it's, hey, when you're ready, I'd love to talk to you about that because mm-hmm. now the child's coming to you. Um, but if you picture now this daughter's getting up off the floor, and if you kind of picture this, I mean, if you're looking at her, think how shame-filled and how embarrassing that is that you're four or seven or 14 and you just throw a big tantrum or meltdown yeah. in front of your mom or your dad or other people, and they're staring at you getting up off the floor. It's hard. So I'm not looking at her because I'm looking down coloring, and I hold up a crayon, and then when she's ready, I liberate her to do what she knows is right to do. Mm. And she comes over, and she grabs the crayon. Now we're coloring And we're not talking yet about her behavior because I want her calm and the act of coloring, the act of 
building with some Legos because we have kids who love Legos or little boys and girls who play with cars. I'm doing that first because doing that help. It's a tool to help them go from being irrationally upset to now I'm kind of calmed down. Well, I think I think there's so many emotions, like as I've kind of been delving into this concept of emotions as moms, I'm I'm in this recovery course with our small group. So everyone listening's heard me talk about it. I haven't gotten to tell you about it, Kirk, but it's a lot every week when we get together, we have to say what we're feeling right now. And as adults, it's hard to say, okay, I'm feeling shame or I'm feeling pain or I'm feeling joy. And to cue into that for us and to have a positive outlet for that, how much harder for a kid? How much harder to manage those emotions, whether it's uh, feeling pain and you don't know how to respond, so you flip out or feeling what the shame afterwards and not knowing a way out. And right. so to give them that positive way out, I think that's a really helpful tip for that's these awesome. kids. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, so real quickly, the apology. Yes, thing. please go to the apology thing. It's my note right here. Here we go. So what we do as parents is. I want an apology right now, young lady. Mm, and what mm-hmm. do we always get? Sorry. <laughs> right? And we do that with siblings too, right? You need to apologize to your brother right now. For us, it's make it right. Make, make it, it right. right. Make it right and make it right right now. Right now. Right? Because yeah. we freak out as if like they don't apologize right now. It's never, you know, it's going to ruin the rest of their lives. And I get that. But sometimes that space mm-hmm. of... Hey, when you're ready, once I've calmed the daughter down and we're coloring, I like to lead to contrition rather than forcing an apology, right? Mm -hmm. So you try to change the behavior is I want an apology, apologize or else versus I just led you. And here's another one you'll love is just with humility, Mm -hmm. right? Like I lead with humility. I have the right to yell at my child and say, you can't talk to me like that. Stop it right now. I have the right, and there's nothing really wrong with it, except with most kids, it will escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. But I humbled myself, and in humbling myself, now it makes it easier for the child to say, Mom, I shouldn't have said those things to you. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And now you just got real contrition rather than a forced sorry. Right. So does that make no, sense? No, I've seen it happen. Cool. When I've done it right once, uh-huh. I've had a child <laughs> in a right-hearted Back moment. Back in 07. <laughs> we took a picture. It's on the Instagram. They, you know, they actually came to their, a place of really feeling the sorrow and admitting <laughs> that they didn't handle it well and on their own without takes, the force. Yeah. And sometimes it takes time, right? Especially your more emotional, strong-willed kids. They've got to process it. And I would much rather have them spend a day. Mm-hmm. Look, I'd rather have them spend a day being angry at their brother. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to have them. Mat- this is where I'll be a little tough. We have to have the maturity as adults. We're grown adults to say, I trust that I've taught my son or daughter the right thing. Mm-hmm. I've modeled it in my own life by, by uh, forgiving and asking for apologies. And so if my son just holds on to his anger for five hours or a day. I trust that the next day when he wakes up, he'll humble himself and he'll go to his brother and he'll make it right. Have you found, I'm thinking of my one strongest, um, my most externally strong child, that he struggles with the most with admitting fault. 
mm-hmm. kind of believes, fully believes that there was nothing he did that was wrong. We <laughs> cannot see you know that he I was think at fault. Some of that is Heather is probably yeah. that shame thing, right? Mm. Where hmm. it's a yeah. defensive thing of because I'm I'm I can see that trait in myself. Like mm. I get that, and I think what it is is it's a little bit of shame of I'm embarrassed. Mm. I'm embarrassed. to admit that you're wrong is embarrassing. And because look, watch these kids. These strong-willed kids, externally strong-willed kids, are very very smart kids. They're not dumb. And so I'm a really bright kid. I know the right thing to do and I didn't do it. And Mm. now I'm embarrassed. And I guarantee for a lot of the uh, wives out there, this is what your husband struggles with because I'm a man. I get this. So to admit, Hey, you know what? I made a mistake. That's really hard because there's a lot of pride in that too. There's a lot of pride. Yeah. And there's a lot of, it's a, but pride and shame kind of go together, right? Like, I knew better, and yet I did it anyway, and so I'm going to hide it, right? And so in the church, that's why for a lot of husbands and men, you know, the pornography thing is huge mm. because what man's going to go up to his friend and say, hey, dude, just want to let you know I'm struggling with porn. Mm. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of vulnerability. and That takes a yeah. lot. And yeah. so, or, or alcohol or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's pride and, and shame are kind of um, right there together. Well, yeah, like to go back, you know, with Adam and Eve, they knew that their choice was wrong and they'd gone against God's way. So pride in my definition is doing my way versus God's way and thinking my way is best. And so in those times when I am on purpose going against God's way in my pride, I right. do feel shame because I then take on, which God didn't intend, the shame right. that he didn't intend, which is this unworthiness. Shame says, I am not good right? because and, I didn't do God's way, and then which then isn't his. And then that, you begin to justify, yep. which is what your strong-willed child yep. does. Wasn't my fault. He, he made me do mm-hmm, it. Inside, mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. it. And I think that's where you can't, you have to, as a parent, give them some space because I know in my own life, I'm 50 and I live this stuff. It takes me time. I process and then I'll eventually, right? I will, it will take me a little while because I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. But then once I fight through it and, and, and wrestle with God a little bit, eventually it comes. And fortunately, he's more patient than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, even on my, I, I went for, I went for my little walk this morning. That's when I talked to God and I've had, I have one relationship in my life that is not fully kind of where I want it to be. At peace. Yeah. It's not at peace. And I've known that. And I think there's some hindrances in. So this morning I finally, I kind of humbled myself cause I was like, no, I wasn't really wrong. <laughs> I don't really need to own that. Mm-hmm. She kind of needs to own that. Right. But when I humbled myself and I, I sent out an email, I was on my walk and I said, okay, here it is. And I could feel something kind of break, mm-hmm. but it was humbling for me because there's a part of me that knows I didn't handle something the way I should have. So when I talk to this kind of family member, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say, you know what? My heart wasn't completely right in that. And mm-hmm. I apologize to you because I prefer it to be like it was all her fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, but I'm thinking about, I missed your joke because I'm thinking in my head about how you 
were with God and he shifted your perspective. So when we go in, when our kids are feeling that shame with a directive that says, you know, ask for forgiveness or make it right or admit you are wrong, we don't allow space for God to do the prompting and the convicting. Oh, that's very good. Space yeah. is big. You know, if anybody's taking notes, I've been writing in, in our live workshops, say, write down the word space. You've, yeah. Because as parents, it's our own anxiety. Mm-hmm. I need you to make it right right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just not human nature, right? That just causes more resentment. It's like, I always make the analogy, like, what if your husband did that to you? Mm-hmm. Honey, you need to make it right right now. You're just overreacting mm-hmm. right now. You need to change your attitude right now. You're like, mm, yeah, you just need to leave. <laughs> I need some space to process it. Yeah. Do that. So I think we need, you know, a word that I've been using a lot because it's kind of nice modern day mom word is respect. Mm-hmm. It's respecting your kids enough to believe that they know the right thing to do. And in time, they'll do it when we lead them and we model it. And sometimes, especially because I work with the strong willed kids, they're just going to resist if you push too much. And so yeah. that's kind of why I do that. Okay. okay can do I you have a couple more? Yeah, I want to hear more. Yes. Okay. We took a little rabbit trail. Thank you for sharing vulnerably. Appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Go to the next. No, I'm serious. I think the dads listening are going to really appreciate that. So I I do. I'm thinking. All right. All right. What's our next phrase? You've heard this one before, but it's important. It's that acknowledgement. Totally get that you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. Totally get that you're overwhelmed. It's just that simple statement. Again, it's what all the wives, moms want from your husband. Honey, totally get that you're overwhelmed. It's the empathy. It's just the empathy and it's just letting them know. And here's what it is too as well, Heather, that I know you'll like. It's giving them wisdom or insight, right? Mm. So they're melting down. They're going through all this stuff. In my head, my thought is you're a defiant little snot that makes my life difficult. Just you're getting in the way right now. You're getting you're in the de- way. I've got yeah. an agenda. You yeah. need to roll here and you make everything difficult. And you're being defiant and disrespectful because you won't get in the car and go to your Taekwondo class. That's what's in my head. And sometimes, unfortunately, it comes out of our mouths. But when I step back and I ask God for wisdom and I say, what's going on here? Because I'm trying to get him to a class. He won't go to his Taekwondo class. And he's throwing a fit and calling me names. And when I step back and ask for wisdom and I realize it's just anxiety because Mm -hmm. he's nervous going to the new place. Now I get to say, oh, Jacob, totally get why you're upset. You're just, you're nervous. You're just a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Putting a, words to those feelings again, helping them. Helping yes. Them. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it's, and it's giving them wisdom to know you're not just a bad kid right now. Mm-hmm. You're an overwhelmed mm-hmm. child. You're a nervous child. So, and now here's the next step is to give them a tool to deal with the underlying anxiety or like with that daughter. It's not, my thought is you're lazy and irresponsible and you're procrastinating. You're not going to get it done. You're never going to go to college and then you're not going to get a job and nobody's going to marry. You're going to be, that's what's in my head. In a van down by the river. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Instead, when I step back and say, honey, you know what? I totally get how overwhelming it can be. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the tool I give is, Hey, on Saturday night, I'm going to clear my schedule. We're going to order some pizzas. We'll get some coffee. We'll stay up all night. We'll listen to music. We'll get this done. And it'll be just you and I. It'll just be like father-daughter bonding time. And now I just gave her a tool to get it done. 
Mm-hmm. And and I recognize she's overwhelmed rather than being defiant. So anyway. With, I, with the kid in the Taekwondo, could you say, I totally get um, that you may be feeling anxious. Could you give them an opportunity to problem solve too? Like instead oh, absolutely. of pitching out an idea? Yeah, absolutely. If, what if, would help you feel less yeah. nervous? Or Now, if they're really overwhelmed, they might, might not be able to think. Yeah. Or you could say, would you like me to offer uh, right. A possible solution. Or if you know what, like in that one, I know it's, oh, dude, Taekwondo guy told me he needs some help. So mm-hmm. let's roll. So grab your stuff, throw it in the car. We're going to go. And on the way, we'll come up because this Taekwondo guy is kind of overwhelmed. He's got all these kids coming. He said, you, you'd be, you need some leaders there. Excuse me. You're, you're great at helping people. Mm-hmm. So let's think of a couple ways that we can help Taekwondo guy when we get there because he could really use your help. And got now it. I'm getting the, his brain focus on how can I help that guy rather mm-hmm. than I'm really nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give one, I'll throw one thing out, a little caution, yeah. for, especially when talking to boys uh, and husbands, uh, expressing emotions sometimes, like share your feelings, <laughs> I do too much for them. Yeah. Because it's hard. It, it tends to be, it's a little bit more of a mom thing to do, share mm-hmm. your feelings because they mm-hmm. may say, I don't want to share my <laughs> stupid feeling. <laughs> and so they don't have to share it, but you can kind of identify and say, um, oh, here's one of my um, my next, I'll do a couple of uh, phrases all at once. One would yeah. be, hey, that doesn't sound like you. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you. Because Heather, when you're kind of overwhelmed, right? And this doesn't happen a lot. But <laughs> when you get overwhelmed and your hubby comes home and you're kind of like, or let's say it's not you, but you know, you're kind of like all over the place Yeah. for your husband to say, you know what? You just need to get a grip. You know what? You've lost control of the home. You'd be like, Oh, yeah. thanks so much for the insight. Or they'd be like, are you okay? Oh, <laughs> kind of like, brutal, what right? is going on? Do you need me to take over? <laughs> this okay? ship is sinking. That is, yeah. you really sound out of control. And it sounds like you can't handle being a mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so to say like, hey, honey, that doesn't sound like you. It sounds like you're really frustrated. How, how could I help you? Or, you know, do you just want to vent? So that phrase, that doesn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. It's just another way to tell the child. It's identifying, hey, that doesn't sound like you. What it sounds like to me is you're probably really hungry. Mm-hmm. Or you're really frustrated, right? Because yeah. it's for most of our kids, it's frustration or hunger, and then they freak out. Yep. Um, yep. So I like that that one. Um, anyway, I like that you, one. You had another one that was that one with that? a lot of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Um, here's another one. Um, I know this is a great kind of calming phrase. Hey, listen, I know that you know that's wrong. Mm. My assumption is you don't want to lose all your stuff. So why don't you take a few minutes, think about a different choice, and give them some space. Or it could be, hey, I know you know that that's wrong, which for many of your kids is a very calming phrase, though. So instead of, you know what, what were you thinking? Mm. Which is a really honestly demeaning phrase, right? Mm -hmm. Because if if a husband said, honey, what, you, what were you thinking? Your response would be like, oh, I'm rethinking my marriage choice. That's what I was thinking, right? <laughs> rethinking my college, which led to you. <laughs> yeah, if I could go I back. Know. Yeah. What but were you thinking? I know is, that yeah. you know that's wrong. And then sometimes stepping away and saying, hey, I'm going to go start on dinner. I'm going to go walk the dog. I got to go change the laundry out. 
if you want to come and help me out, I'd love to know what's a different choice you could make, right? So you're mm-hmm. giving them a little bit of space in that and acknowledging, yeah, my, yeah I, listen, I, I know you don't want to lose all your stuff right now. And that's mm-hmm. what's about to happen. So even if you can hear it in the tone, it's me giving you wisdom, right? I'm not freaked out. Like you're making mm-hmm. a bad choice and I'm going to have to take all your stuff away. I'm not going to get freaked out. So instead of doing the threatening, you know what? I'm going to count to three and you better think about so it's when again it's kind of that forcing and we're freaking out versus saying hey i get what's going on here just want to give you the big picture so i can tell you're really frustrated you're about sometimes you use this movie analogy i've seen listen i've seen this movie play out in our home like 123 times this month Mm -hmm. you're about to get upset you say something inappropriate to me you hit your sister you lose all your stuff i don't think you want this movie to end that way so I'm going to give you a little bit of space to rewrite the ending of the movie. How do you want to deal with this differently? And again, I'm not forcing it, but I'm giving them some space to own it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I kind of like that. So, What's helpful with all these phrases, I think I need to make a printable. There again, I make more work for myself. But oh, I, it's, I have <laughs> something for you. Oh, you do? Great. This is my one big pitch because I never pitch our stuff on your podcast. Yeah, please do. So if you go to our website, yes. if you go to celebratecalm.com, yes. scroll down on the page, you'll see this, um, this free report. Um, it's uh, 10 Secret Phrases to Calm an Upset Child. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you, Heather. Okay, um, I'll put the link in the show notes too. But if you go there, you can, uh, you can download It'll come right to your um, – you get it right by email. And all of this stuff is on here. Uh, okay. It's just one little document. It's PDF. It's cool. Can I do one other thing? We created a, um, cause we've got these products on our website that are really yes. awesome and they help moms. So we did a code just for Heather. And oh. so, cause our stuff's kind of expensive. <laughs> it is. Cause I want people to have an investment. I have no yeah. apology. My stuff. Yeah. Well, I, this is your job. This is what you do. No, I, it's not even that. Even if I had a million dollars, I would <laughs> charge a lot because I want people. Cause to it's have valuable. Them. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yes. So, if you use this coupon code MOM25, so M-O-M-25, because Heather has 25 children in my mind, <laughs> MOM25, okay. you get 25% off anything on our website. And you know what? Listen, you guys know me. If, if you need help with our stuff, call us, email us. We'll help you with whatever you need. Just be bold and assertive and don't be all wimpy and stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> I want it, but I can't afford it. No, just be assertive and say, I want your stuff. You describe my home. I can need it. But... I'm a stay-at-home mom or my dad, husband's in the military. We don't have the money. What can you do? And we'll help right. you out. You've got to be assertive about what you want. Well, and do you all still have that hotline? We don't have that 800 number, 888 yeah. 50, I don't even know what it is, 506-1871. <laughs> and you'll talk to us. We're normal people. So, okay. I put that. I always put that better. in the show notes. <laughs> the, uh, the great thing about, about the, having these phrases is if my default is stop it or what's wrong with you? What were you thinking? Um, who does that? If those are my default phrases, uh-huh. who, does that? <laughs> who does that? I mean, we say, we say these things, who does that? What kind of person would do that? Um, to have new phrases ready, mm-hmm. then it, it, what it is, is when a misbehavior behavior happens or a stressful moment happens, my fight or flight starts and I'm feeling the feelings and I go pull into my old, toolbox of what I've tried before, the threatening and the arguing. And so if I have these ready, 
then I can present them in a calm voice because I'm already equipped with calm messaging that's not shaming. Uh, but I think that takes some time to replace it. It's not like you're just saying, I'm going to stop saying stop it because that's impossible to stop. A, it's a habit. A right? habit. Yeah. You got to replace it. Got to replace it. So these are good. That's why I like the podcast because you get to hear it. I mean, honestly, that's why people are like, you need to write a book, write a book. But you know what? You need to hear it. And that's honestly mm-hmm. why we've done, I always do the audio CDs because you have to just play them in the car because over time it becomes natural to say, you know, hey, I'm curious. Hey, get your frustrated. Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like you, right? It just starts mm-hmm. to flow. Can I give you two other ones? I'm yeah, I, want, I was hoping you weren't finished. We I'm did not, the little promo like and then through. I was like, oh, no, wait. Halfway through. Okay, so, all right. Keep going. Here's a really cool one when your kids are arguing. And some of you are going to struggle with this, but it's really fun. And I'll give you a really, really cool one. Okay, we need the arguing So you kind of argue and you're like, you know what? I think you're right about that. And then mm-hmm. just walk away. Because <laughs> we get pulled. Now, this is when you're kind of in one of those meaningless kind of things. Mm. It's like the parents like, my child always needs to have the last word. I'm like, mm. I know, because you need the last word. That's your, exactly. You are the adult. You need to grow up and walk away from that. And sometimes mm. with my son, because Casey was really, I mean, he loved to argue. And once in a while, this is like once or twice a year, I just pull out, you know what? I think you're right about that. And mm. then I would walk away and he'd be like, Hold on, hold on. I, hold <laughs> this on. isn't I'm how this goes. I, no, I just I think you're right about that. Mm. And you're you can, or you know, it's even more mature than that is. You know what? You're entitled to have that opinion, and it's not my job to change it. Mm. Now that in the political season is mm. golden, <laughs> rather than you know what? You're wrong. So let me get in a heated conversation with you yeah. instead of you know what. It's not my job to change your opinion. You, you're entitled to have that opinion. It's not my job to change it. Yeah. And again, in, in all this recovery stuff, all of this is oh. coming up, this realization. And, I, and I've talked to uh, my pastor's wife. She does a lot on hula hoops. I can only control what's in my hoop. But right. recognizing that God made us limited, right. limited in my ability to do things. My body gets tired, limited in my ability to know everything. <laughs> right. I can't, and I can't, I'm limited. I cannot convince you of things. I cannot make you do things. No. That awareness, we, we kind of believe we are able. <laughs> no, I think that's, now that's partly, I think, a conceit of, of modern day moms mm. is if I just explain it to you the right way. <laughs> if I use the word, if I, if I use choices, you, if I use choices. And if I use this really sweet tone and I kind of talk in that sing-songy mommy voice and explain how this works and the Lord really wants us, that I think I can convince <laughs> you. And you're, especially your strong-willed child is not looking to be convinced, right? Mm. And so it almost does the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and they, and they look at it as weak. I think I think they do. the strong-willed that, child doesn't want you to be weak, but they don't want you to be super firm. They want you to be in the middle of like, right? Let's just do this. Kind so of that tone. They don't want the sweetie baby. Will you mommy, please pleading? Yeah. They don't like that. They mm-hmm. hear weakness in that, and mm-hmm. it makes them actually feel unsafe because it's the grown-up asking them to be in control. Yeah. But then the you know what? You better get your little button. The yeah. yelling and screaming doesn't work because now that's fight or flight. And they're going to be like, oh, bring it on. Yeah. But the yeah. kind of even matter of fact of like, hey, I know what's going on. You've got a choice. And I'm going to give you some space to do it because I trust you enough to believe you're capable of doing that. 
that is very calming to them because, look, I'm in complete control of myself. I don't need you to make a good choice. I want you to, but I don't need you to. Mm-hmm. But I tr- do trust you enough that you know right from wrong and you know that what you just did was wrong. And I trust you enough to know that when you're ready, you're going to apologize because I, I know that you have a good heart. See, in all of this, there's this like kind of assuming that you know what's right. You're not exhibiting it right now, but I'll give you some space to own that. And that's where the confidence comes in. And that kind of leads, if you don't mind, I want to yeah. share this before we run out of time. This no, is, do it. This is one of my favorite things. So you're, you're in a, a lockdown. This could be child of any age, but I'll just use this. So it could be like a 10-year-old, 13-year-old, whatever. And child wants to go do something with friends. And as the parent, you know inside, this isn't a good idea. Mm. There's just a feeling it's just not a good idea. And you know that, but you feel badly for your child because like, mom, I just want to do that. I don't have a lot of friends and they're all going to be doing this. And in your heart, you're like, no, I I want my son, my daughter to experience that. But I know it's not right. So I don't want to give in. But I also don't want to go to that like, you know what? Because I said so, mm-hmm. right? And you have every right to do that. But here's a great phrase. In the midst of that, you're arguing, you're going back and forth, and neither of you is going to convince the other. So try this sometime as the parent. Do you trust me? Hmm. Do you trust me? Like, stop it, Coleman. Do you trust me? I just want you to take a minute and think, do you trust me? Because... I want you to be able to enjoy really awesome, fun things with your friends. I want you to be able to do that. But what I'm asking you right now is not whether I'm right or wrong. I'm not asking you whether you agree with me or not. I'm asking you this. Do you trust me as your father? That's powerful, actually, when you say it like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you can think of God. Do you trust me as your mother that I have your best interests at heart? And that's where... I save this one because all the previous stuff that we've talked about is all about building that trust because when your child's melting down and we inadvertently say, what were you thinking? Why are you doing it? You better stop it right now. I can't believe that you would say that. We're not building trust. We're shaming and we're just, we're frustrated. Mm -hmm. But when I start, when their world is out of control, but mine's not, and I can lead you to a place where I know you want to be, then I'm building trust so that when we get to, especially the teenage years, and you're not going to agree on something. Right. You're just not. But when I looked at my son and I'd say, Casey, I can't convince you and I'm not interested, but I do have one question for you. And almost as I'm saying that, it's almost making me cry. Like I can feel that little thing. Mm -hmm. Do you trust me as Mm -hmm. your father? to know that I love you and I have your best interests at heart. And there his only answer can be yes or no. And if his answer is yes, that's, yeah, dad, I trust you. I don't agree with you, but now that I trust you, and I think for those of you, you know, it's God Center Mom podcast, that's, I mean, it's a core of our obedience to God is not just obedience because he told us to. It's just trust. Like, I do trust me. That's what came up when I've been delving into my own issues of control is the root of it is, do I trust God and his plan and his ability to work in my children's lives? Or am I trusting my own word, skill, control, idea, 
things that I, the way that I think things should go. Because right. if I truly trust God and believe that he loves me fully, I can rest in that and not try to over control. That's so, really good. That's it is what a I reflection. Like about you, Heather, because that's, that's something you wrestle with since the first podcast. Here. Yeah, girl. Girl. I called you girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Heather. Whatever. No, it has. I mean, I listen back and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. Control. Yeah. It's a control. But I think that's yeah. most of us, right? That's uh, most of us. That's going to be our struggle, both spiritually, mm-hmm. right, is doing that with God to say, yeah, I don't really want to go that way, but I trust you to know that you have my best interests are, you know, it's best for me. You made me. And so that just plays down to your kids that listen, I, I know it's best. So anyway, I love that. I love yeah. that question. Just don't, don't pull that one out first for the moms out there. No. Build up to that one. Because well, you've, a, you've proven your love and then it's not about them performing to make you look good, right. but it's about you truly loving them and having their best interests in mind this whole time, like you said, in all of these phrasings. Um, right. Otherwise, you're you're against each other. And then when they are the teenager, they're like, you haven't had a relationship with me this whole time. It's right. all been about rules and control and manipulation to make me do what, what makes you look good. So why would I trust you now? And so then they, yeah, they do. They're like, nope. And they're out the door yeah. doing the thing I- you don't want them to do. And I think I know where we're, we need to wrap up here. So a good wrap up to this would be, and again, there's no guilt. If you're a mom listening, there's no guilt, no blame. Because moms, you have so much guilt. You're, <laughs> you work so hard. Seriously, there's no, don't do any guilt. You're good moms. I mean, the fact that you're listening right? to a podcast about being a mother <laughs> says that you're probably too conscientious about right. being a mother, right? Truth. But, yeah. um, you know, an apology to your kids, like call a family meeting one night or this weekend and be like, guys, listen, we need to have a family meeting. They're like, oh, and start off and say, we need to talk about respect in our home. They're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get another lecture and say, listen, I think we need to apologize to you because out of a good heart and good intentions, I, th- I think we've sent the message you're not capable of controlling yourself. And we've tried to kind of make decisions for you. And so I want to apologize trying to control you like that because i do believe you're capable so from now on i'm going to control myself mm-hmm. and i'm going to respect you enough to believe you're capable of doing that when you hit your sister you know it's you know how to make amends and you know that you need to go and apologize and i'm going to let you guys own that and it's almost like you're going to liberate if you can picture especially the strong-willed child when you try to force them to do something it's like putting handcuffs on them mm-hmm. and they just won't do it and when you say hey when you are ready and i give you some space it's like it frees them to do it, but they're doing it of their own will right? rather than Ma- mom made me apologize to you. Sorry, idiot. Because that's mm-hmm. pretty much what you're going to get. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. that's I really like good. This, one. this is a good one, Heather. I like this. I'm like, <laughs> this is a good conversation. Oh, Kirk, so much goodness in this episode for moms and dads. And uh, we covered all the the heart spiritual issues going on in ourselves. But then also I feel really equipped. I feel like when the boys come home from school today after a long weekend of road trips, everyone's going to be tired. We got soccer. We have homework. It's going to be stressful that I'll be ready and equipped with my calm phrases. I love that. You're awesome mom, Heather. Thank you, Mr. Martin. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Have, have a good day. You too. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. This conversation is going to change your perspective. I 
it did for me that evening. It changed my interactions with my boys. I feel like I need to listen to it one more time, maybe 10 more times, I for it to really just continue to change my automated responses. I did have a situation the other night where one of my boys was freaking out. He did not want to go to bed. He wanted to sleep outside, actually. <laughs> he wanted to sleep outside in a box. I'm not even kidding. He'd taken his pillow outside. He had taken his blanket outside. He wanted to sleep in a box. And and he was fighting us on this and throwing a complete tantrum. And it was Thursday night. And I know Thursday nights are going to be tantrum nights because it's near the end of the week and we're just really tired, especially after our long trip from Indiana. We were just really exhausted. And I used Kirk's phrase. I said, I'm curious, why do you want to sleep outside? And he said, because my lizard is outside. And we realized he'd found this little lizard and he had it in a container and he wanted to be close to that lizard while he slept. So I said, well, you know what? You can have that container inside. Would would you then sleep in your bed? And he said, yeah. And the tantrum was over and it was all fixed. He hadn't, he just was fighting us and we were just fighting with him and we were all just tired. And I hadn't even thought to ask, why do you want to sleep outside? So the I'm curious thing really helped. I thought I'd quickly just re-say the phrases in case you want to hear them one more time. So there's the I'm curious. When you're ready, I totally get, (laughs) totally get how you would feel that way. Hey, that doesn't sound like you. Or I know you know that's wrong. What's a different choice? Instead of saying, what were you thinking? And then there's the I've seen this play out. And then there's the I think you're right about that. And then lastly... The phrase Kirk said to save until they were older. Do you trust me that I have your best intentions at heart? And if you want a list of all those, make sure you go to celebratecom.com. Remember, if you put in your email address, scroll down, uh, he'll send you a PDF with all of those. And I also wanted to tell y'all over 150 women are leading podcast club groups. I'm so happy about that. 150 groups. That's so fun. If you are leading one, would you please just let me know and send me a picture, either tag me on Instagram using the hashtag GCM Podcast Club, send me an email, godcentermom at gmail.com. I just want to see what your group looks like, or what you're doing. I'm getting some stuff ready for groups in the um in January. So if you are leading a small group with uh, husbands and wives together and you want some curriculum, we're going to be working on that. And then another option is for gals who aren't moms who still listen to the show. And we're coming up with six episodes that are for you, that you can have your own podcast club starting in January. So be thinking of who you want to gather. If you couldn't make it work this fall, get ready for winter. It's coming. The holidays will just swoop on past. Uh, Halloween coming and then we'll just be in Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then New Year. I've seen it happen. Y'all know. All right. I hope y'all have a fabulous day. Whatever you have going on, uh, you are awesome, like Kirk said, for just putting the time and energy into listening to this show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for telling your husbands to listen or inviting them to listen and for your telling your friends. Uh, y'all are the best the best, the best. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. 
I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.